Stanislaus Reads and Writes presents Ashes in a Teardrop, narrated by Emerson Drake. Enjoy the unique writing styles of 15 local authors, each contributing a chapter in this first community novel project from the Stanislaus County Library. The novel begins when a young couple stumbles across an abandoned teardrop trailer during a weekend bike ride along the Tuolumne River. What follows is a suspenseful mystery set against the familiar landscape of Stanislaus County. Ashes in a Teardrop, Chapter 1 Come on, slowpoke, Amy Curtis shouted over her shoulder, her flaxen ponytail bobbing up and down in front of her struggling husband. Where's the fire? Jerry grunted between his pedaling and labored gasps of air. All Jerry could hear was his wife's laughter as she rounded the curve, widening the gap even further between them. He didn't want to come on this stupid bike ride in the first place. At least that's what he wanted to tell her. Yes, he was overweight, and yes, Amy looked terrific after her diet. But did she have to pick the hottest day of the year for a bike ride? Jerry rolled to a stop. It's over a hundred degrees out here. He took a gulp of the water from his plastic bottle. The water was so hot it would have made a great cup of tea. The hot water just added to his frustration. Jerry spit it onto the hot asphalt of the trail. Where the heck did you go? Jerry yelled down the trail. What about quality time together, huh? What about that? Forty minutes on the trail, and they hadn't seen a soul. The river was more like a brook without any babble. Jerry was hot, sweaty, and chafed, and more than ready to head back to the car. Home was a half-hour drive across Modesto. There's a Mickey D's on Oakdale Road, and I can get a mocha frappe. The thought calmed Jerry a bit. This just isn't working, Jerry said softly as he laid down his bike. I wished I bought the big butt seat. Who cares if it looks silly? Jerry kicked the dust as he moved to sit on the chunk of log. I'm in pain here. His cry for sympathy went unheard. Legion Park, he said. I thought parks had grass and water and stuff. This river is practically dried up. The grass is dead. Drought killed it all. And I'm next. And now I'm sitting on a stump talking to myself. Jerry bent down and picked up a rock about the size of a walnut and hurled it at the bushes. Kerthunk! The rock hit something that definitely wasn't wood. He ran his fingers over the hot, dusty sand at his feet, a rock, a bit smaller than the first, just below the surface. Taking dead aim, he tried to throw close to where the first rock landed. The rock hit metal. Jerry slowly lifted his aching muscles off the log. He stretched and strained to see what was beyond the brush. Curiosity getting the better of him, he crossed the path and tried to peek through the dead and dying bushes. The glint of light flashed between the dry leaves of the dusty oleander. Jerry pushed back the branches trying to get a look at what lay beyond. The dry vegetation cracked, snapped, and broke in his hands. Jerry looked around. No Amy to tell him not to. Nobody else, period. He started tearing limbs out of the way. They were so dry they gave little resistance. As Jerry stomped a low-lying branch, he saw another flash of light. Jerry pushed, snapped, crushed, and fought his way through the brush. His sweaty t-shirt caught on a sharp spike and tore. He swore beneath his breath, but just kept plowing deeper into the brush. Then he saw it. Ensnared in a tangled web of broken limbs, wire, clumps of river algae, and several inches of dirt was an old-fashioned teardrop trailer. It rested at a 45-degree angle supported by limbs, completely hidden from the bike trail. 
The other side of the river was a steep embankment and an open field. How did you get here? Jerry panted as he continued clearing a path until he finally stood next to the aluminum teardrop. This is so cool. It's just like the ones at the MJC Graffiti Car Show. He carefully edged down the side of the trailer and made his way slowly to the back. The bank was dry and the water was at least 20 feet below, but the angle was steep. It was obvious from the amount of debris tangled on and around the trailer that it was submerged at one time. A torn corner of a license plate was all that was left of the small metal frame on the bumper. No license, no ID, Jerry thought. His mind raced with visions of the little trailer, polished up, shining like a new nickel, and being told behind a 1950 Ford Woody station wagon. He imagined Amy coming out of the mountain lake in a bright red bathing suit, just like their wagon. The fact that they didn't have a Woody was not that important at the moment. Jerry's mind was spinning, trying to figure out how he was going to get the trailer off that riverbank and home. Jerry, Amy's voice cut through Jerry's thoughts. Jerry, where are you? She sounded panicked. Over here, Jerry yelled back toward the trail. Over where? Hold on. Were you watering the bushes, Amy asked with a giggle. No, Jerry returned indignantly and appeared through the brush. Look at you. Are you bleeding? Jerry looked down at his torn shirt. His legs stung from scrapes and scratches. The abrasions on his arms completed the set. I'm fine. Listen. You need to get those cleaned up. Did you fall? Why'd you stop? Would you just listen? What? Amy said, a bit taken back with her husband's tone. I found a trailer. It's so cool. A little teardrop trailer, just like the ones we saw at the car show at MJC. Remember you said how cute they were? I found one. How did you get on Craigslist from out here? No, no, no. I found one over there, Jerry said, pointing to the gap in the bushes. Come look. I do not want to look like I've been clawed by a bobcat. Then give me your phone, Jerry said, reaching out and motioning with his fingers. Who are you going to call, Amy said, handing him the phone. Listen, Jerry quickly tapped numbers into the phone. Mario, it's Jerry. I need your help, Jerry paused. Doing what? Bring her with you. You've got a car seat, don't you? Look, I found an old-fashioned aluminum teardrop trailer. I need you to bring your flatbed trailer so I can get it home. No, I don't have a hitch. Besides, I think the tires are flat. Are you crazy, Amy demanded. You just can't haul off a trailer. Jerry gave her that be quiet wave and continued with his call. Just come out Yosemite, turn on Santa Cruz and keep going. Stop when it turns into Tioga. Yeah, yeah, way out. I don't know, 15, 20 minutes maybe. Jerry took a deep breath. Yeah, yeah, east end of Legion Park. I'll be in the little parking lot. Awesome. You're going to jail, Amy exclaimed with her eyes wide, staring into the man she barely recognized as her husband. Okay, thanks, buddy. See you soon. Jerry handed the phone back to Amy with a big smile. Are you nuts? You can't do this. It belongs to somebody. It's like Grand Theft Auto without the auto. You'll get arrested. Honey, please. I know you're excited, but step back for a second. Think for a second. Here. Amy thrust out the phone. Call Mario back and tell him you had heat stroke or something. You were delirious. Listen, listen, listen. It's fine. There's no license plate, and it's been down there forever. It's fine, officer. It didn't have a license. 
Amy said, attempting a deep voice. You'll love it. It's awesome. I'll fix up everything and we can go camping. You hate camping. Can't I just take it home, then figure it out? Jerry's last defense was pleading. Remember the puppy you found? This will be like the puppy. No, no, I don't have to feed this. Just clean it up. I give up, Amy sighed. Then can I take it home? I didn't say that. I just said I gave up. If you and Mario want to go to jail and have little Bianca turned over to Child Protective Services, that's up to you. I'm going home. It's hot out here, and I do not intend on getting arrested. Okay, okay, I'll wait for Mario, Jerry said excitedly as he picked up his bicycle and started riding back to the car. About ten yards up the trail, he stopped, turned around, and rode back to the log. He jumped off his bike and rolled the log to the middle of the trail. Now what? You'll get somebody killed, Amy shouted. We're the only ones dumb enough to be out here on this trail in the middle of August. Cherry watched the bike wheels gently spin on the bike rack as Amy drove out onto Tioga Drive. Even under the shade of a tree, the Modesto mid-August heat was stifling. Leaning back against the Mary E. Grogan Grove sign at the edge of the grass, Jerry realized Amy took the cell phone. Nearly 30 minutes after Amy left, Mario pulled into the parking lot in his gigantic Cummins diesel pickup. Hitched behind was a lowboy trailer complete with wench. Yes, Jerry pumped his fist as he ran out to the truck. So where's this trailer? Mario gave Jerry his famous, what kind of mischief are we about to get into, smile. The pair became friends when they attended Somerset Junior High. All through high school and junior college, they fought each other's battles and developed reputations for getting into crazy predicaments. Today seemed like a return to form. Down the trail about a mile. How am I supposed to get in there? There's cement posts everywhere, Mario questioned. Not everywhere. Jerry pointed at a gap at the end of the line of white concrete posts. Well, let's go get it, Mario chuckled with delight, usually reserved for those much younger than his 34 years. Jerry pulled himself into the front seat of the truck and nearly shivered. Man, this air con really works, he said as the truck pulled onto the trail. New Freon, did it myself, added a little bit extra. Works good, huh? Jerry sat silently, just enjoying the near-freezing temperatures inside the cab. Where's the baby? Jerry asked suddenly, looking into the rear seat. Tracy came home just as I was walking out the door. She asked what we were up to, and I said salvaging. Good one, huh? I'm using that one on Amy. Okay, slow down a bit. I rolled a log into the path. You should see it any... Jerry broke off for a long moment. There it is. What were you guys doing out there? It's insane hot today. Mario tapped the digital thermometer overhead. A hundred and three. Amy said we'd burn up fat. Jerry opened his door and hopped out. More like you'd burn up. Mario laughed as the door shut. Jerry rolled the log over to the side of the trail and motioned Mario forward. Mario got out and rounded the front of the truck and stood next to Jerry. It's down there at kind of an angle. Must have been there forever. The hitch is at this end. I'm going to pull up a little farther, and we'll just pull her out and onto the flatbed. Can you go down to the hitch? Mario said, stepping into the opening in the bushes. No problem. Can the winch pull something out that big? Guaranteed to four tons, Mario said, getting back in the truck. Cherry ran ahead of the truck and guided Mario forward until the back of the trailer was just even with the waiting teardrop. 
Mario cranked the wheel and backed his flatbed to match the angle of the little trailer. Leaving the truck idling, he hopped out. Mario slipped on a pair of leather gloves stashed behind the winch, threw a switch, and unrolled about ten feet of cable, and hit the switch again. He took off the gloves and tossed them to Jerry. Okay, loop the hook through the hitch bar, and then hook it to the cable. Make sure the point is down, got it? Aye, aye, Captain, Jerry gave a sloppy salute. Jerry approached that little teardrop tailor from a different angle this time. The triangle-shaped bars were ensnarled in vines, weeds, and wire. Jerry shoved the hook through the debris and fixed it on the cable. Got it, Jerry yelled proudly. Get out of the way! Jerry scrambled back up to the truck. The slack slowly disappeared as Mario began reeling in the cable. As the cable grew more and more taut, the groaning little trailer broke its bonds of soil and branches and tore free of brush. Foot by foot, yard by yard, the cable wound around the winch spool. Finally, the hitch appeared through the vegetation, revealing the first glimpse of the aluminum teardrop. There she is! There she is! Jerry raised his fist over his head and did a victory dance. Mario stopped the winch and hit a large black button on the side of his trailer. The back end of the low boy tilted until it touched the ground. Pulling the winch lever again, the little teardrop half rolled and half slid onto the flatbed. There you go, Jer! Mario beamed as he turned off the winch and brought the trailer back to level. Not bad. Not bad at all. The two friends stood and marveled at the tiny teardrop resting level and safe on Mario's trailer. Jerry stepped up to the trailer and gave the handle of the small door a try. Stuck. Come on, Hulk. Give it some muscle, Mario teased. The handle creaked and Jerry put his other hand above the door and pulled and groaned. The door made a sound like a vacuum-packed can of nuts and swung open. Jerry jumped back as two cans of pork and beans rolled out the door. Look at all the stuff. There'll be time for exploring when we get this thing to your house. We probably should get out of here, don't you think? Yeah, let's go. It took nearly half an hour to secure the little trailer and drive across town to Jerry's house. As they backed their precious cargo into the driveway, Amy came out of the front door. And where do you think that is going? Amy demanded. In the garage, where I can work on it in the shade. Jerry guided Mario to the open garage. And my car will go where? On the drive? Great, so I can blister my butt every time I get in? Not at night or in the morning, Jerry offered meekly. Er, you too. Amy stomped back into the house and slammed the door behind her. I gotta get home, Mario said. I promised Tracy I'd barbecue some chicken tonight. Thanks, buddy, I owe you one. Jerry patted his friend on the shoulder. More like a hundred. What? Jerry asked. Nothing. Mario just smiled and got in the truck. As Mario pulled out of the drive, Jerry turned and gazed at his find and smiled. Nearly an hour passed, and the shop vac had collected almost a gallon of dust off the top of the trailer and fenders. Jerry gave it a rub down with a soapy rag. He was just about to try and polish the back of the trailer when Amy stepped into the garage, wiping her hands on a kitchen towel. Need some help, she said sheepishly. Excuse me? Who are you and what have you done with my wife? Jerry said in mock severity. It's really cute, sweetie, Amy said, crossing the garage and giving Jerry a peck on the cheek. Knowing this was about as close to an apology as he was going to get, Jerry beamed with childlike pleasure at finally having an accomplice in the great teardrop trailer caper. I was just about to start polishing her up. It's stuffed with who knows what and... How would you like to figure out what to keep and what to throw away? Is it nasty inside? No, it's really tight and there's almost no water damage. It kind of whooshed 
when I finally got the door open. I'll go get the garbage can for you, Jerry excitedly headed out to the side of the house. Amy peered inside the open door. She was amazed at the stack of papers, canned goods, and clothes. They looked like they took a tumble in a clothes dryer. The surprising thing was there was no sign or smell of mold or mildew. Amy pulled out a stack of magazines and newspapers that sat near the door, dry as a bone. These are all dated 1997, Amy said, holding them up to show Jerry. Cool. Here you go. Recycling garbage. Jerry tossed back the lids of the trash bins. Amy dropped a handful of papers in the recycle bin. Jerry went back to his polishing. The cans were nearly full by the time Amy was able to get inside the trailer. She stacked some usable things like pots and pans, silverware, and an ice chest, and some men's clothing on the garage floor. Inside the trailer, there was a small bench seat and a fold-up table attached to the wall. Amy took a seat on the bench and looked around the tiny space. On the front end, there were a pair of accordion doors. Must be the bed, she thought, moving half-crouched across the small space. Behind the folding doors was a small mattress and a jumbled bunch of blankets and pillows. A hand-stitched quilt caught her eye. She grabbed it and gave it a tug. It didn't budge. She tossed out a couple of pillows and a blanket. As she gave the quilt another try, she realized something was rolled up in it. Rolled inside the blanket was an enameled vase. It was quite heavy, and Amy stepped outside the trailer to get a better light. Jerry, Amy said softly. Once I get this all buffed out, it's going to look amazing, Jerry said proudly. Jerry, honey. Amy stepped to the rear of the trailer. Jerry stopped polishing and stood motionless. She held the vase out at arm's length. The couple both paused for a long moment, gazing at the beautiful colors and the unusual shape of the enameled vessel. Isn't it gorgeous, Amy said. What is it? I don't know, but the lid is sealed with red wax. Look.